So if you're a guest here this morning, uh, my name is Brandon. I'm our Community and Next Steps pastor here at Radiant Life. And we are in a teaching series uh, called Four Letter Words. And it's literally just this idea of maybe changing some of our vocabulary from certain four-letter words um, that will actually uh, bring us uh, maybe closer to Jesus or point us towards Jesus sort of thing. I spent uh, a fair amount of my life using certain four-letter words um, that may or may not have um, brought me closer to Jesus. And so um, with the exception that Pastor Ryan kind of broke the rules last week, um, he used a five-letter word in a four-letter word teaching series. So I kind of felt like he opened up the gate for us to kind of cheat some of the rules. And so we're actually going to have two four-letter words. So technically, I'm still in the four-letter words. I'm just going to give you two this morning. You guys ready for that? All right. So the first word is seek. Now, I'm going to unpack this and why and how I got to this word. Um, this is actually my one word uh, for the year. So if you go to our website, theradiantlife.church, uh, you can listen to the messages, and we had one at the beginning of the year that talked about, can really one word like change your whole year? And, and this word, seek, this is my one word. And, and I'll get into why and how I got to that. It's not like I found a Bible verse that said, seek. And then all of a sudden, you know, I had this huge aha moment. I'll unpack all of that. Now, the second word, well, you're going to have to wait and pay attention. Um, you, you'll probably pick up on it along the way, but don't worry, I'll reveal it to you. But I want to share a story of Scripture. Um, it's, if you brought a Bible, it's going to be in John chapter 6. Uh, so go to John chapter 6, put your finger there. I'm going to set it up. If you don't have a Bible, grab one out of one of the benches. And um, if you brought a digital device, the YouVersion Bible app has an event right now. And it'll have all the verses in there. And it also will have some devotions to kind of continue today's thought. So if you really want to just nerd out on the Bible, uh, grab that YouVersion app. It's free. It's really awesome. Um, so in John chapter 6, there is a ton that is happening. Uh, there's the feeding of the 5,000. So even if you haven't grown up in the church world, you may have heard of the feeding of the 5,000, where this little boy, he brought his lunch, and Jesus fed everybody with a couple of fish and some bread. And a lot of scholars would even argue that the 5,000, like it's, it's closer to 10 to 15,000 because the scripture only mentions men. And so the number is actually bigger than 5,000 because it counts the women and children. And so it's this huge miracle where Jesus um, gives life. He, he gives substance to the people there. And he does this crazy teaching. And then all of a sudden, he just, he books out of there. And he goes up on the mountain and he just has some one-on-one -on -one time with God the Father. He just, he just withdraws from everybody. And then the disciples, they get in a boat, and they're heading over to their next destination. And then Jesus, in his natural form, does this crazy thing where he walks on water. So once again, depending if you have little to no church background, you've probably at least heard that Jesus walks on water, right? And so there's that whole scene. And then Jesus, they get to their destination with the disciples, and he gives this teaching about how he's the bread of life. And he's comparing it to the Older Testament when God provided manna for the Israelites with Moses. And so God provided substance. He gave life to his people. 
And Jesus is paralleling that he's the bread of life. And there's this crazy teaching that he does. And then it gets really weird. Um, and what we're going to do is pick up right after the weird. But Jesus says, like, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Like, I'll be honest, that's messed up, right? And so um, we're going to pick up right after that. I wish we could go into what Jesus is actually teaching, but I want us to kind of maybe put on the lens of, let's just observe how people responded to Jesus. And so we're going to pick up in verse 60, and, and I, like I said, I want us to kind of just look at um, the observation of how people responded to Jesus's really tough teaching. So John chapter 6, verse 60, on hearing it, this tough teaching, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? <laughs> right. Like, that's pretty messed up, Jesus. Like, eating your flesh and drinking your blood. Like, that's messed up. Right? And so, if you're on this faith journey and you're trying to figure out this whole Jesus thing, just understand that, like, you're in good company, that people who were close to Jesus didn't always get it. And they questioned things. And there were things that Jesus would say that were challenging. So if you've ever wrestled with the fact that something that Jesus is trying to speak to you, you're in good company, okay? Uh, aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? <laughs> like, sometimes Jesus could speak a truth and we don't receive it well. Like, someone can speak truth into us, right? Like, man, Brandon, you're like super overweight. You should probably think about your health. Well, that's true, and yes, I'd probably be offended by that at first, but there is truth in there, and we did have a whole teaching series about grace and truth there. But there were things that Jesus would say that it's like, oh man, like our first reaction would be to be offended by it. But let's continue with the narrative and see how people responded. Uh, then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life, the flesh Counts for nothing. And so Jesus has given us this parallel between flesh and the spirit. Like there's these two different worlds. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. The disciples, these, these people, they heard this tough teaching and some were offended or they didn't get it and they stopped following him. They stopped seeking Jesus. And so like, there's just, just crazy tension. Like, so there's a group of people that just literally stopped following him. And, and a lot of people would argue like, this is the most evil verse in the Bible because it's John 6, verse 66 sort of thing. But imagine, they just saw the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus, probably closer to 10 to 15,000. Jesus walks on water. And all these people walked away because they were not truly seeking Jesus. Now, fast forward, 2019. 
How often do we not seek Jesus, right? Like, we seek out other things in our life. Like, we love seeing that smiley box on the front step, right? Come on. I waited two whole days for that box. Free shipping. Like, we love Amazon Prime, right? We love getting those smiley boxes. What, do we seek out relationships more than we seek out Jesus? We go from one relationship to another relationship because we learn from this one that we're not going to do this, so we go to this relationship thinking that it's going to fix those other four relationships that we've been in. This is actually my wife and I's wedding ring. That was my first one. Uh, I've gone through three. How many, <laughs> I did this first, sir. How many guys have lost their wedding rings? All right, good. I'm not the only one. All right. I had to get this one tattooed on. So if I lose this one, it's a bad day. Yeah. That's a real bad day. I didn't, say, I didn't share this first service. I lost my last wedding ring actually in the attic here in the church. I'm hoping in the construction they'll find it in the insulation somewhere up there and I'll get it back. But that's a whole, has nothing to do with the message today. But we seek out relationships over Jesus sometimes. What about Clash of Clans? Some of you are like, what is Clash of Clans? It's just a, a game that you can play on your phone or your tablet. Like we will spend hours on end because we got to build up our town hall. We got to get our resources boosted. We got to do some raiding so our town hall gets bigger. You fill in the blank for whatever your game is. Do we just seek out these games more than we seek out Jesus? I mean, what about... Substance abuse. I mean, this is an easy one to pick on. I mean, the house right now is probably divided. There's some of us that this is a true battle, even this morning, with some sort of substance. And there's some of us that are like, I've, I've never struggled at all with any kind of substance. But sometimes we seek out these things more than we seek out Jesus. I mean, what about this? You're like, it's just a blank screen. I mean, how often do we just sit hours on end sitting in front of a TV? I mean, we love Netflix and Amazon. I mean, we can watch entire seasons at a time. And we will spend hours upon hours seeking out whatever the story plot is. I get it. Like, they always leave the stupid cliffhanger because you got to watch the next one. I understand that. But how often do we seek out just all this screen time instead of actually seeking out Jesus? And so, okay, Brandon, like, I get what you're saying. Like, all right, I, I feel a little tug, a little prick on my heart that I might be seeking out some of these other things more than Jesus. So how do I, like, how do I get through, how do I learn how to seek Jesus more than seeking out these things. And I want to give you two things that you can literally apply today. The first one is refocus your eyes. Refocus our eyes. And I want to share a chunk of scripture uh, that Paul wrote. Paul was this guy who he used to kill and imprison Christians. He has this encounter with Jesus. And then all of a sudden he starts planting a bunch of churches. And he writes these different letters 
In this particular letter, he wrote to the Colossae church, which is called Colossians. And this particular chapter that we're going to read, it's actually, it's probably my top five of favorite chapters ever in the Bible. There's, it's like cheesecake. It's good. It's rich. But like, yet you can only eat so much of it at a time because it's just so rich. It's so good. And so I, I'm fired up this morning, if you haven't figured that out. I've had one coffee today, so I am ramped up on that. But we're going to look at what Paul said to the church about refocus, and he's also going to give us our other application of what we can do about seeking Jesus. So chapter 3 in Colossians, it says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven and not the things of earth. So the idea is we need to be seeking out Jesus and have our vision on Jesus. Where's Jesus? He's at the right hand of God. He's up in heaven. But I love the way that the NLT translation words this. Say these two words with me. Think about. Think about. Well, think about this. If we're constantly seeking out these other things, are we thinking about Jesus? We're seeking out the next relationship, the next lightning deal that we're going to find on Amazon, um, getting our next fix for our substance, or we're just literally so numbed out on the TV and seeking that out that we're not even thinking about these other things. Because we can have this, we have this new life. If we have relationship with Jesus, we have a new life. We can think about these things. He continues to write, he says, for you died to this life. This idea of seeking out worldly things. And your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. And Jesus is going to come, and we get to share in his glory. So the first thing that you can do is refocus. So instead of seeking out these other things, how about we begin to start seeking out Jesus? Now we're like, okay, that's pretty generic. It'll make more sense here in a second. What's the second thing you can do? Kill the desire. Everybody say, kill the desire. Kill that thing. You just stomp on that sucker. You twist it. You kill that thing. Paul continues to write in this same passage. Uh, same passage. Next verse, he says, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. You know what's interesting about this in the Greek, in the original language that this was written for the sinful nature? It literally means kill it. Put it, put it to death. The English hits it spot on. He says, put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Whenever we seek something more than Jesus, that becomes an idol. Now, when I think of the word idol, I'm thinking like some sort of golden thing with candles and bowing down. But when we seek something more than Jesus, that is what the Bible calls is idolatry. It's a churchy word. I get it. But Paul is telling us, like, we need to put those things to death and start seeking out Jesus and to start to think about those things. 
But the problem is, like, we have these desires built into our DNA. We have desires put inside of us. We have passions that are put inside of us. John, one of the closest disciples to Jesus, he wrote this um, in 1 John. He says, the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. And so, yes, we have desires, and sometimes those impulses, those, those things that just constantly tug on our heart, those desires are in us, but are those God's will? Okay, Brandon, so like, how do, I, how do I refocus and kill that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Okay, so to give a, an example here, I have a Nerf gun. Don't worry, it's not loaded, safety's on, Okay. But think about this, refocus and kill. Think of those two things, right? So for me to be able to shoot anything, I have to have my focus on the eyesight. I can't kill a target unless my focus is on it. And so for us to be able to kill a desire, we need to refocus our vision. So regardless of what your stance is about guns, at least look at the illustration. You have to aim the gun before you shoot it. You can't just start blasting all around hoping that you hit something, right? Like, it's not going to work. And I think that's the reason why Paul wrote what he did. I think that's the reason why he said, hey, get your focus, get your sights on the reality of heaven. Think about those things and put to death these things that you were seeking over Jesus. Because what we seek is ultimately what we become. I mean, there's that saying about, you know, kind of who you hang out with. You kind of turn in. Like, I remember back in the high school days, there was all the different cliques. And, like, there was, like, the skateboarders. There, there was, like, the stoners and, and the jocks and the, the preppy people. I literally would change my clothes differently depending on what environment I was in. Like, you got to wear the athletic clothes when you're hanging out with the jocks. And you got to wear the big baggy pants to cover your knee pads and wear airwalks if you're going to be hanging out with the skaters, right? It's the same thing about the things that we're seeking. We become the things that we seek. So I want to go back to our narrative. I want to go back to John because there's another observation about how we can respond to Jesus in a really challenging teaching that he had. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the 12. I think we really see Jesus' humanness here. Jesus was fully God, but fully human. And there's all these people that are leaving Jesus, literally thousands of people. It's hard to wrap my head around that. Thousands of people stopped following Jesus because he had this really difficult teaching. He was just trying to present this truth. And he goes to his closest 12 and he says, I mean, you guys don't want to leave too, do you? And so Peter, he pipes up because he's the leader of the crew and, he's, and Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. So I had a quiet time in this passage back in January and I'm blown away by these two sentences. 
So even if you're not a follower of Jesus, look at this eyewitness account. This person, Simon, who, Simon Peter, who day in and day out hung with Jesus. He, he would hear Jesus teach. He would see the miracles. He would know Jesus is B.O., like he's that close to Jesus, right? And he makes these two, like he makes this statement. Lord, whom shall we go? I'm just a fisherman. That, that's all I know is fishing. Where am I going to go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. And so there's something about the way that Jesus speaks that brings life. And so friends, I present to you, seek life. Just, just observe Peter's response. And, and to nerd out, like I've been spending all my quiet times just looking at all these observations about groups of people and how people would respond. There's something about the way Jesus would speak, what he was speaking, how he did it. Like people would respond, right? We see the negative side of it, but I also see a positive way of how we can respond to Jesus. We can seek life. Because Jesus' words are, is life. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. They bring life. And so what I want to do right now is I just want to give you quotes of Jesus. I just want to go all over the Gospels, and I want Jesus to speak life to you right now, wherever you're at. Jesus says in John chapter 5, verse 24, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. Jesus is saying, hey, I didn't come here to condemn you or to judge you. I came here to give you life. Jesus came so that we can have life. And are we seeking Jesus in that? Jesus said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. At some point, we have to realize that maybe I'm sick. Maybe I don't have it all together. I'm not as strong as what I thought I was. I, I've come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. These things that are in our life that we seek more, this idolatry, these idols, these things um, that we look more for than Jesus, the Bible calls that sin. It's just a churchy word. I'm sorry I couldn't give you a better word. But those things are sin. And Jesus says, hey, look, you've got that filth and that dirt. I'm the doctor. I want to come in and heal and mend you from those things because that sin is a cancer in your life. And I want to heal and mend you from those things. And so Jesus is the great physician. He also he told them, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And so Jesus is saying, look, I'm willing to put on my doctor clothes. I'm willing to come into your life and I'm willing to help heal and speak life into these things that are into you because I'm the way to the Father. There's not another way to get there. But Brandon, like you have no idea the struggles that I go through. The things that I have to try to overcome each and every day. I wake up 
and it's right in front of me. I'm, I, I, it's hard to go to sleep at night because I'm just overwhelmed with this constant thought. Please listen to these words from Jesus. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You don't have to live in turmoil anymore. You don't have to. My life was full of turmoil. Jesus said, hey, you can have peace in your life. Let that sit in for a second. In this world, you will have trouble. Don't we know that? Jesus never said it was going to be rainbows and unicorns. He never said that. We're going to have troubles in this life. But take heart. I have overcome the world. We celebrate an empty cross because Jesus isn't there anymore. He conquered death three days later. Jesus has overcome all of that. We don't need to be slaves and in bondage to the things that we seek, those things that we have desire for. We do not need to be um, shackled by those things. We can be free. Jesus says, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. If you're struggling with that substance, you can be free of that. Jesus says so. But are you seeking out that thing more than you're seeking out Jesus? I mean, I, I find this possible. All the things that I listed, the Amazon, the screen, the relationships, the substance abuse, all of that. I speak that because that's my testimony. That is my story. Those are things that I was seeking more than Jesus. And those were things that were trying to grip me in my own life. So I don't just share those as examples. I'm sharing my life. And why do I think those things are possible? Because Jesus says, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. That's why I believe in it. Because with Jesus, things are possible. And he said three words that make me believe this. It is finished. Jesus says it's finished on the cross. We don't have to be in bondage anymore to these things. We need to seek Jesus and these realities. We need to think about those things because Jesus wants to give us life. His words are life. And sometimes those truths are hard to hear, but he's trying to speak life into us. One of my favorite verses in the entire Bible, if you've never memorized a verse, Memorize this verse. I implore you to put this in your heart of hearts. Memorize this. John 10.10. 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to rob you of joy. He's trying to rob you from peace. He's trying to kill your relationships. He's trying to sabotage all of those things. There is an enemy of your soul. And he's trying to rob you of all those. But guess what? Jesus says, I have come so that they can have life. And I want them to have it in the fullest possible way. So if you're sitting here and you're just trying to figure out this whole Jesus thing and are they just a bunch of weirdos? Yes, we are. I'm a Jesus freak. But Jesus wants to give you life. 
And if, you've been, if you're sitting here and you've been walking with Jesus for a while and there's nothing about your life that is full, what is it that you gotta seek? How do you need to refocus? And what do you need to kill? Because Jesus, he gives life. And are you going to seek that out? So friends, seek life. Seek Jesus. Jesus brings us life, but it requires our life. That first song, like, I surrender. Like, we have to surrender over those things to Jesus. And trust me, friends, from my own personal experience, Jesus wants to give you life. And in the fullest way possible. So every time I have the opportunity to teach, I always end it with a question. And so I need due diligence here. I need to leave you with a question. And the reason why I do that is because questions make you think. Even in my journal this morning, in my quiet time, I ended it with a question. Because questions allow you to process. And the question that I want you to wrestle with is, like, what are you going to seek? Are you going to continue to seek these other things that are not giving you life? Or are you going to seek life? Are you going to seek life? And Jesus is pretty clear that he's the one that brings life. Let me pray for you. Father, there's a lot of things stirring in our hearts right now. Maybe we even have more questions than we have answers. But Lord, I pray that we would leave here today in full pursuit of you and that we would experience this life to the fullest, most abundant way possible. And so Father, would your Holy Spirit speak to each one of us right where we're at. I pray this.